Hello, America. This is your favorite president, George W. Bush. You probably already knew that. <laughs> right now, I'm on a commute to the ranch. Visit my father, who's having a terrible time with dementia, I think. Or it could be those little goblins that sneak into his room at night like they used to do me. Hated them. But on my commute, I listened to a not religious podcast. It's the best podcast in all of America. It's the only podcast that I know of. Quite frankly, I'm not going to lie. Until today, didn't know what a podcast was. Thought it might have been some kind of alien brain device sent down from the heavens. Just kidding. Aliens can't get into heaven because they're not American. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy today's episode of Not Religious Podcast. I approve this message. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Not Religious Podcast. I'm Blake. And I am Brian. And he's Brian. Yes, and I am. we're back. Um, Halloween was last week. It was. And uh, hope you enjoyed the little creepypasta special. Yeah. Um, I think the background music was a little too loud. Was it? Uh, yeah, I've gotten some feedback that some parts was a little too loud. Screw them. So I'm telling you, episode 20 <clears throat> will episode be Episode 20 will be How good. about that intro? Right. That cool. Yeah. Yep. Old G dubs. G dubs. Um, Should have asked some nine eleven questions while we right. had them. Well, we've got we've got some conspiracy episodes coming up, so I think we can uh we can have George back on and awesome. go over all that with him. Uh, yeah. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we just had the midterm elections. Midterm elections this past week. Yeah. Brian, awesome. did you vote? Um. That's a personal question oh, okay. that you're not supposed to ask people. You're not supposed to ask people that? No. You're, so only, okay. supposed you're to, only supposed to post it on Facebook? You're only supposed to post yeah. it on Facebook. But with a sticker that said I voted? Correct. Gotcha. My Correct. bad. <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance to vote this go-around. Uh, Lee and I had to take a trip to Columbia, and we were gone all day. And wasn't able to make it over to my Cherryville fire station to cast my ballot. A few years ago... There, I had some ruckus on when I went to vote. Really? Yeah. Um, but that story is on our YouTube channel, Salutations at Sea. Okay, yeah. I think right. I remember that story yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. So people are going to have to go and try to find that to listen to it. You know, I've only voted once. Mm -hmm. um, and it was right after I was... I think I was 18. I think I just turned 18 or something. Or I was... No, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been just turned eighteen. So I was about a year, year after. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can finally do this. You voted for I'm, I'm Romney. Do I don't remember. Who was I, it a presidential, or um, was it like the local stuff? I think it was the local stuff. Gotcha. I don't think it was the presidential. Gotcha. Um, I but that was it. I hadn't yeah. voted since. <laughs> well, this these elections are the important elections. Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm. 
quick to say that your presidential vote is it's losing its its strength. Yeah. So um, voting for president really doesn't mean as much as it did before 1963, 64. Right. Um, but what we have now is these midterm or these middle elections and the people you put into Congress and the house of representatives, Senate, stuff like that. That's where your vote counts because that's who represents you. Um, when it comes time for big stuff. So that gotcha. Yep. Okay. Well, I just, I didn't do it mainly cause I don't pay attention to what's going on with who's running for what. And, I have absolutely no clue about any of these people. Um, right. Therefore, how can I go in there and exercise my right to yeah. vote if I'm, you know, not not up to date? Yeah, I've noticed this time around. Man, there were a lot of just off the wall people yeah. running for things, and I think it's just. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing. Like, there's a a surge in interest in political awareness and things like that. Um, but I, I mean, just listening to the news and the local news or whatever, and reading the paper and seeing the people who ran, you, you, there's always some crackpots who run, who, you know, are just out there. Right. But there were a lot of people who ran in a lot of elections across our state that were just, common regular Joe people yeah. who just decided to go into politics and try to take a, a run at various county level, city level, state level things. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with this midterm election that just happened, um, again, I don't watch the news very much, mainly because I find it hard to believe a lot of stuff that's on the news. Yeah, you know? I don't. I, I'm I'm very skeptical skeptical of a lot of news stories, uh, so I just don't pay any attention. However, yesterday, um, while I was at the gym, however, comma, however, comma, um, I noticed there was a uh, a story on the news that was talking about this is a very historic election, um, with all kind of all, all types of diversity. Across the board. Across yeah. the board of, of things that happened. And I've got a few notes about that. And this will kind of lead into our discussion today. Okay. Um, First of all, I want to say I think it's awesome that there was diversity across oh, the board. There were, and quite a bit of yeah, diversity. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, so definitely some historic winners. 96 women. That's awesome. Would win um, house races. Uh, with 31 women newly elected to the House and 65 female incumbents. Cool. Um, the women, you know, hear me roar. That's right. Burn your bra on the street. <laughs> um, so you also had, with this election, a lot of uh, first-time happenings like Native American women. Mm-hmm winning this was their land to begin with anyway so Native it's only America. right mm -hmm. right um you had some members of the lgbtq community that mm -hmm. were elected um and this is more than just you know senators coming out later after some kind of scandal unfolded that they were right. gay you know this is like openly 
right. gay members uh, or gay people that were being, right. you know, voted in. Um, you even had some Muslim people that were being elected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this on the news, and I was like, "This is uh, this is pretty, pretty different from what's happened before." Definitely, um, definitely different. It's it's normally just a bunch of old white guys, right? Or um, or young old or, white guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so with that being said, I immediately took to Facebook, right? Of course. I, I went to to the comments section. On a lot of, excuse me, a lot of uh, articles being yeah. put out about how historic yeah, this was. Yeah, I saw it when I was scrolling through my Facebook. I saw a lot of mentions mm-hmm. of the historicness <laughs> of things. Some of the comments just had me floored, man. Like, you know, the the this basically that this country is going to hell in a handbasket. Of course. Um, this country is ruined. Uh, and just, it, just people could not, could not accept what was happening. Right. Um, and they were very uncomfortable and they're very like, they were triggered. Right. To say the least. And when you go to the profiles of a lot of these people that are making these types of comments, it is old white guys. <laughs> of course. Um, and they're very devout Christians. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, patriotic, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's the stigma of what a you know conservative, conservative Republican Christian Christian yeah. American flag hanging in right. the front yard, yep. John Deere tractor in the back, that right. lawnmower, and um, you know they only they they have black friends. You know they're the type of people that say, "Hey, I'm not racist. I have I've got a, I've got black friends." Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I have a friend who's black. Right, right. Yet, um, a, a Muslim being <laughs> elected has them so fired up, you know. Or a gay dude is now in uh, the. I think it was. I can't remember if he was elected mayor or or whatever it was, but it was, um, you know, just just very historic. I've just never seen it before. Right, and the uproar from the Christian community was um, appalling, really. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> what, what is hard for me to come to terms with is I look at, let's say, J. Edgar Hoover, mm-hmm. who ran... He made the vacuum cleaners. No. Oh. He was... Head of the FBI. Uh, Head of the FBI sure, for the longest time. Right. Okay. And basically was the top cop outside of the attorney general for the United States of America, who was a gay man mm-hmm. who had a lover. Mm-hmm. He kept it secret, but people still kind of knew about it. Still, you know, got talked about. I look at in the 40s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, all of the American Nazis who were in Congress and Senate. Um, I look at 
the amount of, and I'm not, you know, that's just not something flippant that yeah. I'm saying. There were supporters of Hitler, of the Nazi party yeah. in, within our government, yeah. elected officials. And we now today have people who are not afraid of who they are. Yeah. And it's like the public would rather people not be themselves. Like you can represent me. You can be the mayor of my town and you're gay. Just don't tell anyone you're gay. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with what you're doing um, politically, but you're gay. Don't let that come out because, you know, our town might catch gay. It's just, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand the, the upswing of bigotry that we're experiencing in the two thousands. Yeah. And for all the people who say racism is dead and, you know, these type of thought processes are dead, it is rising. Oh yeah. The amount of bigotry is, is climbing and it's, it's kind of scary. It it truly is. And I think it's rising because more people are comfortable and can feel safe nowadays saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. What bothers me the most is the people who have the problem with this. The, the loudest person at the table is always a Christian. Yeah. Always a Christian. Yeah. And it goes against everything you're supposed to be as a Christian. Yeah. Instead of our country's going to hell in a handbasket, it's it, it it's almost like they've taken the approach of it, if I complain enough, if, if I'm loud enough, I'm more Christian. And the more people who know that I'm against homosexuality or I'm against Muslims or I'm against these abortion, abortion. the more, the more I'm against this, the better Christian I am. Yeah. And it's sickening. Yeah. It's uh, drawing a line between you and the world. And, you know, people take the verse about being set apart a little too literal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, people's interpretation of that verse is they, they twist that verse. Right. Any way they want it, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't have a problem with, you know, very fundamental Christians who, who want to live a life of simpleness, you know, you have a lot of your holiness, uh, folks who, who do that. I don't have a problem with that because most of the time those people they don't judge. They don't look down. They just say, Hey, this is who this is I, me. this is me. I'm choosing to do this. Um, the world, you know, the Bible says I, I need to kind of separate myself. And, and you know, those people when you see them, Yeah. like if you're in Walmart and you, you know, you see a lady who, who, who's rocking the holiness, you, you know that right. they, they're setting themselves apart. I don't have a problem with that. Nope. What I have a problem with is a hypocrite who decides that that verse means I have to be the loudest idiot at the table (laughs) with my view. Yeah. Well, more importantly, of all the historic elections that happened, 
uh, or uh, of all the the winners of the election. Um, more importantly, and we all should we all should acknowledge and be really happy about the fact that Guy Fieri was reelected as mayor of Flavortown. Yes. that's all I'm going to say. Mayor I'm of Flavortown, just, baby. Just so so thankful. <laughs> you know, there is no one better. No one can do it better. Um, but anyway, this this discussion of how the Christian community has reacted to these um, these election results is just a small, very minuscule example of why I have a very hard time claiming the term Christian these days. Right. Um, this podcast is a summary of all that really it, it is um, and basically like a little you know kind of a little slogan for what we what we do here uh choosing a relationship with jesus over the trappings of religion right uh there is a huge difference i believe in your religion and your relationship with god yeah and you know i don't want i don't want the wrong uh, I, I don't know. Here, here's, I, I don't want the wrong impression of us to be out there. So maybe I'm going to do some, uh, a, a little housekeeping here. Go ahead. Um, so we like, we like to use the term post-Christian. Yeah. Okay. But that term is, is closely associated with saying America is post-Christian, meaning, Christianity is in decline. Yeah. The belief of God and Jesus is in decline. Let me separate us from yeah. that with this term, okay? Um, and, and I also want to separate, we're not jumping on the Martin Luther train. Right. Okay, so after the Reformation, you know, you have Martin Luther who, anything that has to do with the the Catholic church or, or, or that kind of diet diocese or anything like that, you know, is out the window, freedom, freedom of Christ, freedom, blah, 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 blah. But it's still an established yeah. thing. I'm, I'm not saying we're against that here. Here's what I mean by post-Christian. When I use the term post-Christian, and I think I can speak for you as well. We're tired of the emphasis being on a country club mentality. Yeah. Where, or a country club social project, mm -hmm. where it's more important to be an American Christian than it is to truly have a relationship with God. Right. Putting your values in front of people who don't share the same values that you share, shoving them down their throat instead of loving them, right. judging them, expecting the world to live your lifestyle and uh, according to your morality instead of loving the world for what it is. One thing that I, I've, I've always said, and don't get me wrong if you have the viewpoint of you, you want to save every person on earth. You want every person on earth to come to know Jesus Christ. 
um, before the rapture, whatever. You, that's your mission in life. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. The Bible even tells us it's impossible. Not everyone is going to be saved. What does that tell us? That means that not everyone is going to be a follower of Christ. So what do we do with those people? How do we treat those people? How do we live with those people in community? Do we berate them? Do we hit them over the head with our Jesus club? Do we judge them? Do we shun them for not believing how we believe? Or do we do what Jesus did and show everyone love and compassion and grace? after those people. Right. You know? Right. Not... And now we're separate. We're wanting to separate ourselves from yeah. from people who don't think the way we think. Yeah. So I heard, I went back and listened to a a a, a, a bad Christian where they kind of, um, they kind of explained the the term post Christian. Okay. And I thought it was very very spot on. Okay. Um. So in the music world, um, uh, more specifically the rock genre you've had uh there was a a time in the late 80s mid 90s where the hardcore scene was very prominent right um it was very fast-paced you know it was like a more aggressive form of punk and they adopt adopted the term hardcore with right um over time that things started to slow down the music literally slowed down a little bit um, and the vocals were ballad, right? And it kind of slowed back down a little bit. There was more clean vocals thrown into it with the same elements of you know you got your screaming, you've got your heavy, your heavy guitar in it, and and things of that nature. That became known as post hardcore, right? So you had this rise in the you know the mid two um, thousands called post hardcore music. So bands like Emory and right. Hawthorne Heights and all right. those bands, they they were considered post-hardcore. Right. It was still the elements and the heart of hardcore music, but it's past its prime. Right. You know, this the hardcore days have kind of played out. It's not really there anymore. Thing people are are kind of moving past that. Time has changed. People have changed. People have evolved. Musicians have evolved. We've got the ability to do these new things with our music. Therefore, we're limiting ourselves by staying in that hardcore genre and not expanding any more than that. Right. Therefore, post-hardcore music. He said post-Christianity is just the next wave of of Christ followers. Right. Um, Christianity has reached its prime. Um, we're moving past that. This is this is how it's been for so long. But honestly, the times are changing, and this is this is adapting to how the world is now. So, post Christianity, he said, we still believe in Christ. We still have relationships um, with Christ. Uh, we follow Him. We worship Him. We trust in Him. Um, however, this um, this religion has been tainted, um, and uh, we're just not okay with a lot of things that are going on with yeah, it now. It's just like what Martin Luther did. Right. It's taking a step away from something that's archaic or something that has run its course 
your traditional uh your traditional church um your traditional christian mm-hmm. your grandma's christianity yeah is no wrong no longer relevant that's not saying the bible's not relevant that's no, not yeah. saying jesus isn't relevant and that's not saying god isn't relevant yeah that way of thinking is no longer relevant in right. today's world the the article that i shared mm-hmm. the other day awesome on, article right awesome article so good um if you guys haven't read it go to heartsupport.com um, which, by the way, that is an organization started by the singer of August Burns Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had an article on there called... We, sh- we shared it on our Facebook We page. shared it on our Facebook. I shared it on my personal one. It actually got shared around a good bit. Yeah, it did. Um, but the article's called, Let's Stop Pretending Christianity is Actually Relevant. Okay. Um, there's a great, a great quote in there. Um that says it's a strange practice to ask people who don't have who don't hold the same beliefs as you to conform to your morals because you quoted a book that they don't even read. Right. Wow. Right. Mic drop. Mic drop. Um. So this, the way that Christians handle things like this election are really doing nothing but tainting the name of God even more. You right. Know? And. Uh, I just I I have such a hard time wanting to tell someone um that I'm a Christian because of just what that name means now. I want to separate myself. Yeah. So and here's a perfect example. I don't know if it was last weekend or a weekend. Yeah, I think it was last weekend. So right before election time in our city, they they have something called a life chain. Yeah. And what this is is People gather and they line the side of the main road here in our city with anti-abortion signs. And they stand out there, I don't know if it's for an hour, two hours, whatever. They stand out there with their signs promoting anti-abortion. These people are, are, it's a Christian thing that they're doing. They, They are Christians. They're from local churches. Mm -hmm. I don't, I want to, I wanted to stand on the opposite side of the street with a sign (laughs) that says, I'm sorry for them. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to stand with, or, or, you know, have a sign pointing towards them saying, you know, this, this isn't Christ. Right. Or, you know, not my Jesus or, you know, something, 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 because I, I don't, that taints what I try to do. That ruins my testimony. Yeah. That ruins my chance of talking to someone about God mm-hmm. because all they see is the bigotry. All they see is the hate, the judgment. Mm-hmm. The my way is right, your way is wrong. It, it, it's it's the most one of the most blatant, disrespectful things you can do, and they do it. I I've participated in that. Before, I did too, and I hated every minute of it. I did every it because s- I was on staff at the church. Right, I hated every minute. Of 
I did too. I couldn't. I couldn't get. I couldn't get away quick enough. Right. I saw the reactions from the people that are driving by, and you're holding these signs up that you know abortion kills children, and all these things that that are just their statements and their and their claim to to be made to make the people that are driving by really think about what they're doing because you might prevent somebody from going to get an abortion right that very moment um and the the anger that I saw from so many people that were driving by um made me so uncomfortable because I saw that the effect it was having on these people that are driving by is not the effect of of what it should have been. Right. And I don't know what the true intentions were other than, you know, we'll try to convince people not to go have an abortion today. Well, no, what it is, is they do it right before the election. Yeah. So that they can remind people of that when they vote for the candidates to remind them that, hey, you're about to vote. Let's not put people in office who support abortion. Yeah. Well, those, I, I never did it again. I I didn't feel comfortable the whole time I was there, let alone go back and, and participate in something like that ever again. Um, but it, it, the the way people reacted, just, it, I don't know. I felt, ve- I felt like a member of the Westboro Baptist Church because I'm standing <laughs> out. I'm standing out on the road with a sign. Um, and maybe, you know, you can call it a peaceful protest. Um, but I, I don't know the, the vibe from all that reminded me of Westboro Baptist church, which one day I want to do a whole episode just on yeah. that place because it's insane. And if you don't know anything about the Westboro Baptist church, they're very, um, Oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word for it. Uh, they're a bunch of idiots. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, full of bigots, full of, um, homophobic people that I mean it's it's a disgrace for the the name of Christ yeah uh, basically yeah I mean you have signs and I I know this is not local this is something that happens nationwide yeah examples of signs the, the one that always gets me is Jesus forgive us and our nation <laughs> I just don't yeah well, again, this is... <laughs> Abortion kills children. Yeah. Well, going back to our one of our really early episodes about... Uh, we were talking about patriotic services and yeah. things like that. Yeah, Um This was never really a Christian nation to begin with. No, no. So... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the, and, and that's, that's part of the problem. I mean, that's that's... That is a part of the problem, the misconception that the United States is a Christian nation founded on Christian. Now, listen, I, I, I can say that were Christian values a part of founding morality and values and laws when the nation was built? Sure. But so were Islamic. So were Hinduism. I mean, you can look at any major religion and, and find a value system and say that it was founded on, you know, the beliefs that go along with that religion. Yeah. So whatever, I'll give you that one. But to say that 
where our Christian nation is, is a bunch of bullarchy, we never have been. Yeah. And we're not supposed to be. Yeah. That's not what what this is about. America is the land of the free, mm-hmm. meaning if if you're gay, guess what? You can be gay and you can get married. Yeah. Guess what? If you want to have an abortion, you can have an abortion. Yeah. If you, I, regardless of my view on it, regardless of your view, view on it, if you disagree with it or not, that's your personal view. It, my personal view should never affect another person. Yeah. Yep. Should not. And then you have these idiots who are like, well, what about murder? Well, come on. Yeah. Really? You're, you're, you're pulling the murder card. We all know murder's wrong. We don't need to have a debate about that. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? It's the same people who support, um, or the same people who are against abortion are the same ones who support, uh, um, capital murder. Yeah, capital punishment. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> like, well, where do you where do you draw the line right. with taking right. a human's life? You know. And, and I don't want this whole episode to be about abortion. No, and no. and it won't be. But that's just a, another example yeah. of what the Christian community has to has to say about these types of things. Right. Um. And they did a study. Um. That uh. It demonstrated that an eight percent uh point drop. In uh, in those who call themselves Christian, uh, went from seventy eight point four percent to seventy point six percent, and the same study showcases the percentage of Americans who are religious religiously unaffiliated, describing themselves as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. Um, that has jumped more than six points um, from sixteen to twenty two percent. So. The more and more people are starting to come out and say, I don't I don't consider myself a Christian anymore. Um, either being that they just don't believe in anything, um, or that they uh have just well, yeah, they that they don't believe in anything anymore, or just come out of you know, out of the out of left field and yeah. start following something else just because they're tired of what being a Christian means, right? You know? Um, if being a Christian means I have to be a conservative Republican who loves America and who who basically, if you don't believe what I believe, I'm going to debate you and prove that you're wrong. I don't want to be a Christian. Yeah, I don't have any part of it. Yeah. I hate calling myself a Christian. Yeah. I hate, but it's the only term yeah. that we truly have to describe a follower of Christ, which mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And but that that angers me too because why do we have to label everything? Why right. why does yeah. there have to why is there a name for every single thing? Um cuz that all that does is put you in a category and then you feel like when you're in that category you've got a set of rules that you need to follow but you may not always agree with those rules and it's just then you have to go to another subcategory because you believe this but some of it you don't believe so that's why you have so many freaking denominations in yeah. now you know and it's it's that's a frustrating thing for me and i mean as if you look at it from an outsider's point of view why would i want to be a part of something where 
people can't figure out what the crap yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Why do we have to have, you know, 40,000 denominations? You know, that to me says there's inconsistency there. Yeah. You know, people can't get in line with what's going on. Yeah. And all it is is someone doesn't agree with something, so they tweak it just a little bit. And then, boom, you've got another denomination. We're putting up another church. Yeah. And then, we, you know, we're growing this. It's just, it's so frustrating. Right. Um, we're going to break off of this church. We're going to be, we're going to change the name a little bit. We're yeah. going to have all the same beliefs except yeah. for this one. And coming from, an, from a, um, you know, if you, if you have someone who has never, um, never followed Christ before or never even believed, in God before and they're coming into this thing fresh and they're looking at how disorganized Christianity is as a religion and how confusing that it is and how judgmental it is. I mean, that's a, uh, of course the first thing they're going to want to do is run and turn to another corner. You know, it's uh and I don't blame them because no. it is a mess. It's a huge mess. And it's, it's something that is, um, it, people are fed up with the way things are going. I'm fed up with it. Um, I'm over it big time. Have been. Yeah. And didn't know what to call it other than uh, uh, until this term post-Christian came into it. And I said, that makes a lot of sense for how I think about about this stuff. You know? Yeah. They did a poll. <laughs> they pulled 350,000 people mm -hmm. across different states um, different backgrounds and everything like that. Word association. Mm -hmm. It was a word association poll. They said, give me the top three responses when I tell you this word. And the word was Christianity. Mm -hmm. And the three responses that were most commonly used, these were 89%. 89% of this 300 and some odd thousand people yeah. used these three words. The first one, judgmental. Yeah. Judgmental. And that's a that is a that is such a huge problem. That's and that's describing. And it should be it should be eye opening. And right. that's not even that was the highest one. Yeah. Judgmental, hypocritical. That's yeah. the second one. Oh yeah. Second one was hypocritical. Inconsistent was the third. Inconsistent. Yeah. That right there tells you. Now this poll polled Christians. It polled non-believers, believers of other faiths, but. The majority, by a landslide of the people, the first word that they associate with Christianity was judgmental. Yep. And you need to accept the fact that Jesus is not okay with that. <laughs> Jesus is so not okay he's, with that. He's very, very not okay with that. <laughs> he is so <laughs> not okay with that. Um. The the fact that that's the first thing that pop into a lot of people's minds instead of love or acceptance, compassion, and compassion, and things like that, grace, it's judgmental and hypocrisy and inconsistency. Um, that so sums up Christianity. Oh, big time, absolutely. American um, Christianity. I can only speak with American Christianity. Yeah, we've seen it firsthand for so long. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the midst of it. And yeah. it's it's sickening because you it you want to tell people about God and you want to tell people that God loves them, um, and you want to invite them to church. But then you're like, oh my God, if they if they show up at my church, they're gonna get ridiculed, you know? Right. 
Never, ever, ever should that be the case. Right. You should never be worried about having your buddy come to church with you um, and him being judged by how tight his pants are or, right. you know, your, um, that what, whatever it is, it's, it, it should never be that way. Um, so accepting that there's a problem is the first step to, <laughs> well, for anything, for anything, for anything. So yeah. the church needs to accept the fact that they're doing it wrong and they won't do it. Another thing they need to accept is the fact that they're still sinners and that bugs the crap out of me. Yes. Um, that no one who calls himself a Christian, or at least a majority of those who call themselves Christian, they they won't accept the fact that they are still a sinner. They separate people. Who, they If you're not a Christian, you're a sinner. And then that the implication is that because you're a Christian, you're no longer a sinner. We got to get the sinners in into church. And, and if you're... This place is full of sinners. Sir. Yeah. Go out and find the biggest sinner you you know. Oh God! You know if, if you're if you're coming into something and you don't know church, you don't know the Christianese, you don't know things, and you're sitting in there and you hear from the pulpit the man of God saying, you know, the world is full of sinners, or go out and bring your sinner friends to church. That is implying that everyone in that place is not a sinner. So of course you're going to be like, Oh man, I want to, I want to, I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I want to do this thing. So you become a Christian and then you still sin. And then therefore you're still a sinner. Guess what? You're like, well, this, this is a bunch of crap. Yep. This this isn't. I'm still sinning, man. Like we I'm are, not over we this. We are sinners saved by grace, and the quicker that <laughs> they realize that, the better and the more open their mind will be to how the world works now. Yeah, and I don't see that happening. No. You know, I think you can draw a very thick line. There's a correlation between the way American Christianity is today and the decline in morality. Yeah. I think more people do immoral things because of the overpresence of the judgmental Christian. Yep. It's it's a rebellious yeah. thing. Um because there to them there there's no there's no out. You know, wh- why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they keep doing and do more? There To them, there's no out because what they associate or should associate with God's grace and forgiveness and love and, you know, acceptance is judgmentalness, hypocrisy, and inconsistency. Yeah. So there's no attraction. Right. And that's... And that's common with with those who do kind of step out of it for a little bit, you know. You have this long set of rules that has turned away. I know for me personally, it it where I went to school at was a very strict, um, very strict Christian school, um, where you could not, uh, you had to have your hair cut, you know, very short. You had to wear collared shirts all the time you had to wear khakis you had to tuck your shirt in you had to 
Um, you always had to wear a belt and things like that. And so it was so frustrating because you do that for so long. Um, and you're told you can't do this and you can't do that. and Yada, yada, yada. Um, so it's this long set of rules and it reminds me of church so much because, because when I get away from here and I go to church, there's another long set of rules that I'm having to <laughs> follow, you know? So as soon as I graduated high school, I didn't cut my hair for the longest time. I'd screw it out. Um, <laughs> I got my ears pierced cause that was definitely a no, no. I, I started <laughs> stretching them. I had gauges for a while. Um, I started drinking all kind of stuff. You know, I just was, I was, I wouldn't say I was buck wild, but I did things that was like, like a middle finger to where I went because I was so tired of, of that for so long. Right. Um, and I, 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 I kind of was like, okay, I'm over this rebellious stage now. Um, but you know, even, even now, you know, there, there was still a long list of rules that, that was basically, um, a handbook for how I should do things. And then once you kind of disassociate from that, you feel like you're, you can breathe a little bit. Yeah. You can kind of like, Hey, I can relax and I can, I'm just going to be myself. I can grow with who I am in God. Yeah. And that's what happened whenever, um, you know, I, I, I kind of went through this phase of like, I'm very, very, and I'm still very deconstructive. Yeah. Of my faith. But I honestly, I think that's good for my relationship with God. Yeah. Is to separate, um, separate the church from God. Yeah. Because there's, there's a long list of rules hmm. that you abide by. Um, but am I, so am I worshiping God or am I just following the rule book? Right. So I've been very, deconstructive for almost a year now. Um, and I, I think I'm getting, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, uh, okay, I, I need to kind of rebuild this because yeah. I have cut down the church so bad. I've cut down religious leaders so bad and really broken it down to where I have a different viewpoint of them. And, and I, you know, took a lot more time in, building my relationship with God. And honestly, I've never felt like I've ever been closer to God than I am right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, because I have more of a relationship with him, uh, than I ever had before. And, you know, it, it took me stepping away from that Christian stigma. Yeah. And really being like, okay, God, show me who you are because that's who I want to know. Um, I don't worship a man, from the pulpit, a sinner from the pulpit. Right. Um, I worship God, this heavenly being that's always been and has saved me from eternal damnation. So. And that is so frowned upon. Yeah. That is so frowned upon. But at the same time, I don't care how much it's frowned upon because I'm not doing this to get your approval. I'm doing this to better myself and my relationship with Christ. Um, so if it's frowned upon, then so be it. This is, I, I don't want to live a certain way to the outside world 
um, just so I have their approval because ultimately it's not their approval that's going to save me from eternal damnation. Right. It's uh, it's growing, growing that relationship with God. Yeah, and and so the the organizational powers that be hate when people do that. Yeah, they they frown upon it. They tell the people who who are still in their grasp that you know you've you've lost your way you know and and gone off the deep end not, and even pray for them yeah you know pray <laughs> that they you know whatever you know this that and the other but pray for them you know we need to be in prayer for them you know what no keep your freaking prayers man yeah like it, it it's so disheartening when someone tries to build themselves build their relationship in a it just because it's an unconventional way yeah. or not the way that everyone is used to it's so disheartening that they get torn down and you see it. It's not just you and I. I well, mean, it. I mean, I've talked to so many people and I've listened to so many things, and and it's it's sad. You know, even with the the whole like let's pray for them type thing. Right. I don't even think it's that. I don't. I don't think they're even praying. Yeah. You know, I think it's more of a like he's a lost cause, and uh, you know that's it. Um, I have had a few people that have reached out to me and said, I hope you're doing good, and I'm praying for you. Um, now, I don't know if that's just a, I'm praying that, that you know, that God blesses you or whatever, or if it's a, I'm praying that God saves you from, your <laughs> from sin. burning. Because yeah. <laughs> you're burning in hell. Um, I don't know. I don't know what their yeah. intentions were, and maybe they're good. Maybe there really are good intentions, but, you know, they're, it's it's a mix of both. It's, you know, I think it's, it's a, he's a lost cause and we're not, you know, we're just going to move on. Yeah. I, same here. I, you know, I've gotten a mix from both. I, I think people who know me mm-hmm. and know me for who I am and not just who they thought I was, yeah. but people who truly know me, they get it. Right. They get it. They know that I love God, that, you know, me, Jesus is my homeboy. Yep. You know, I, I think they get it. It's just I I'm done trying to fit a mold of a term that is ruining what God has in store for me. Yeah. God has so many things in store for me. And each day gets harder and harder when I have people standing on the side of the road holding signs, yeah. judging condemning you know even if gosh i don't even know man even if even if i i would be okay if the sign said you know vote pro-life yeah i'm cool with that Mm -hmm. you know i'm cool with that because you're, you're encouraging people to to vote a certain way to you know your ideal system i'm cool with that um it would be the same thing if they were holding a sign that said end unemployment. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm cool with that. But when you, when, when you're trying to convict someone 
It's not your job to convict. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to play the moral high ground. It's your job as a follower of Christ to love. Mm -hmm. And be an example of what that love is. Right. Therefore, if you're a idiot right. a, a jerk, then then people are gonna automatically think that Jesus Christ is an idiot and a jerk. Right. Um, because you are you are the representation of that. I can't wrap my head around why people are angry that other people don't think like them. Oh God. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it why does it piss people off so much? to think that someone might think differently than them. That someone might say, hey, it's okay to be gay and to be a mayor of a city. Or, hey, it's okay to be Muslim and, and be in Congress. Why is that such... Yeah. Well, why can't they get around it? And then having comments like what I saw on Facebook about... um. I'm so worried for the, I'm so scared for what, where this country why? is going. Why are you, why? Right. If you truly know the, the Quran. Yeah. If, if you truly know what the Quran says and not it's distorted, uh, 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 properties that ISIS uses, right. if you truly know. There, because there is a difference. There is a, there's a, there's huge, a difference. huge difference. There's a huge difference. Then this Muslim guy over here and ISIS, you, there is a, they are not the same. Thing. No, it, that's like saying the, the white supremacist Christian is the exact same thing as a Christian. Yeah. Because it, it, it's, it's not, an, it's an extreme. It's of an extreme. One, of, right. So, uh, a member of ISIS is a Muslim extremist. There you go. So, so the 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 basic properties of of that religion, why why is why is it so just bad? Just because a Muslim woman was elected does not mean that ISIS is on their you know no the, is on the first train over here, or that they're gonna try to. To make everyone Muslim. But you know what? Here's the deal. Even if they were trying to make everyone Muslim, we're trying to make everyone Christian. Right. So, so you're maybe doing the same thing. Maybe they've been charged by their beliefs yep. to win souls, yep. <laughs> you know, through through being Muslim. And this and this country was and my and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but this country was made to be a melting pot. Yes. Of, That's why religious freedom, every, religious freedom, is exact, so freedom, important. Right, it's so important. Freedom of speech. I can tell you that I don't agree with you on right. something, and that's you know? okay. Yep. Yeah, religious freedom is only okay when it's the freedom of Christianity. Yep. That's what it feels like sometimes. It, I mean, that's 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 how a lot of people that, think. That's the temperature I get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And here's the deal. It's I don't get that from your CNN and your leftist stuff. Yeah. You know who I get that from? The freaking Christians who are on my social media. Yeah, that's who I get it from. Mm -hmm. I get it straight from the source. Yeah, if you're not Christian, it's not okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. If you're not Christian, you shouldn't be in office. That's <laughs> what I'm getting. I can tell you this. I would much rather have a person who sh who had a different viewpoint and a different um, a different religion than I did in office and actually doing something with that power than some old white guy who 
through and through his whole campaign trail was, I'm a conservative Christian. I love God. I love this country. I'm going to do a lot of good. And then he's out, you know, I've got, he's got scandal after scandal. Or he's dropping out. in bombs. Right. Or, or calling people. Banging hookers. Bigots. Right. Like, dude, uh, come on. Right. Um. So you're, because then that is what taints the name of God. Right. Um. Now, now everyone's looking at Christianity as a bunch of freaking hypocrites. Right. Because you're in the spotlight. You're in the public forum. Right. Definitely. So, you have you have ruined your chance of you know what give me a muslim who loves people and who has the best interest for humanity yeah give me them over a crotchety conservative bigot you yeah. know in office any and day of the week if you put a gay man in the mayor's seat and he does some good for that town yeah then my god you, that is where he needs to be what is the big worry about and that's what the I big can't. worry is that he's going to get up there and then butt every sex. time right and then all of a sudden everyone every male is going to want to have butt sex and that's the biggest worry yes that is what's gonna that is what is going to happen apparently. it always comes back to butt sex always. with, you with cannot, gays you cannot escape the butt sex that that is the problem with <laughs> with I'm serious man old so, white men are so freaking afraid of butt sex. That. And even if they like it, even if they like they it, won't they're tell anybody. It. Yeah, they're so scared of it, you know. Oh, even if they're into it, <laughs> no. But I mean, just tell everyone you're. I into mean, it. serious, man. Uh, what is what is going to happen to that town? What is what is he going to do? Like, what is his homophobic agenda? That I mean, what everyone is now going to be fashion conscience conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that town needs that. Right. Maybe you guys look like a bunch of, uh, but you know what? I mean, what's the stereotypical <laughs> thing that's going to happen? Why is it so <sighs> scary? I, I don't know. Why don't is know. it so scary? I think, for it? I think just cause, because, because they've spent all this time thinking that that was the decline of America, that something like, a gay man being elected to office is just a sign of the end times or it's, you know, it just, it, it freaks a lot of people out. Um, so much so that they are now disgracing the name of God even more by taking to social media yeah. and commenting on everything and saying yeah. things like this place is going to hell or right. what have you. Right. So, so w to sum all this up, I don't um, know if we can. <laughs> uh, to sum all of it up, to to the best of our ability, we've been all over the place. Right. With this one. The 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 era of um, post Christianity. Um, I would I would consider myself a post Christian. Yeah, in, in the in the aspect of I'm not saying that. Um, it does not mean that I I no longer believe in God right. and I no longer follow God. Right. That's not what um, I'm saying, or that I believe um, Christianity is, or the belief in God, or the belief in Jesus right. is no longer uh, a thing or yeah. relevant. I'm not saying that at all. I I consider myself post-Christian. Um, I'm I would lean more towards post-religious. Yeah. Um, just because I I associate. 
a lot of this stuff that we're talking about that's wrong with Christianity, I put it on, on at the feet of the leaders of those pastors who are not only condoning their people this to, to act like this, but encouraging and teaching it and empowering them to truly not be a representation of Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd consider myself post-Christian. Yeah, I would too, and I've got no problem with that. And if anyone takes that and uses it as, well, they're no longer... Uh, or or what? Well, a lot of times when you hear that name, the first thing that you think of is this person has become an atheist, and that is yeah. so. That's not true because I do believe in Christ, and I believe in God, and He's the um, uh, He's the 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 Savior. Yeah. Um. So I still believe that it's just the term and the association, uh, with Christianity is something I want to move past. Yeah. Like I have a list of people. That I would, I would definitely say, if that person's a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be called a Christian if that person's a Christian. Right. I have a long list of of people. Oh yeah. Like, and most of them are on Facebook. I have unfollowed a lot of them, or unfriended a lot of them. Uh, I've unfollowed some. Some I keep around because it's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. No, (laughs) like they have kids. Yeah. That I, I'm concerned about, and right. I, I like to follow and 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 you know, pray for because yeah. their parents are cray cray. <laughs> I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying for you, baby. I'm praying. That is just a good way of throwing shade too. It's it, such a. It truly is, and I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm and praying. You're not, for you. Yeah, pray I'm for praying you. for you. Are you yeah. really though? Or are you like? Just... Let's pray right now. Yeah. Let me hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, if someone tells me. Oh, you know, I'm praying you, for you. Yeah, what are you praying, well, let's do what are you praying about? Let, let's pray right now. Let me hear your prayer. Let me hear what you're saying. I want to know what that is. I want to know what that is. Let's pray together. Come on. Why are oh, you scared? Man. Why are you scared? Why are you scared? <laughs> At the end of the day, Jesus loves. Jesus accepts. God has grace. God is forever. And the Holy Spirit is in charge of conviction. Not you. Yeah. Um, so just try to love, man. Yep. I, if I could sum it all up. To the best of your ability. Yeah. And if you have a if you have a hard time with that, then you got some serious digging that you need to do um for Definitely. Like it, it's just uh, basically if you if you you can say all day long that I well I'm not homophobic and I'm not I'm not racist, um, you know. Until you're put in that situation, if you have a you have a uh, a 16 year old white daughter, right? And she says, "Dad, I'm bringing um bringing my boyfriend over to meet you tonight." Walks in and it's a black guy. How about this? What I'm, is your thought? I'm bringing my girlfriend over, or I'm bringing and my girlfriend. And it's a black over. girl. Oh, <laughs> now you're racist and homophobic at right? the same time. Yeah. Um. So you know we'll put yourself in that position and it, and if that if that puts if that makes you so uneasy then you know, I mean you, you need to admit that you have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, it, and you know what there's going to be people who well 
normally how it works is one person listens to this and then shares it with the rest of them. Yeah. People who have a problem with what we're doing. Right. Um, how you doing? Yeah. So are we saying that we are, um, I don't know, just the list of things that we've talked about, abortion, homosexuality, uh, whatever. It, are we pro these things? We're not, we're not pro anything. Yeah. You know what we're pro? We're pro Jesus. Yeah. Our personal belief system is not what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about here is the bigger picture of things. Mm -hmm. Are, do we disagree with with you? Yeah, we disagree with you. Is it? Are these things in the Bible? Sure, they're in the Bible. We're not talking about whether or not this is biblical, whether, whether or not things are in the Bible. We're talking about if you are a representation of Christ or if you're a representation of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Which are you? Yep. There is a huge difference. Big difference. Yep. Well... We're good. I guess, uh, I guess that's a good way to. I mean, to I got it. another hour on oh, this, yeah. man. I we could too. just we go can, and go and go. And I hate the fact that we skim the surface on this because oh, I, yeah. I would love to have a conversation with someone who disagrees with us. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely. because of what we're saying, they firmly believe that these things are wrong. That's cool. You can believe that they're wrong. That's awesome. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm not saying that they're right. What I'm saying is the way you act is crazy, and yeah. it's not a representation of Christ. Yep. Yep. Good job, Brian. Boom! You did so good. You Boom. did so good. You're so smart. Oh, stop um, it. What you, uh, what, you, what, you, what you got queued up for uh, some music yeah. this week? Um, I have... House of Heroes. They have popped up on many a Pandora station. Yeah. Mine. And while we're on Pandora, let me just go ahead and say I have a huge beef with Pandora right now. Oh, How no. much time? Do I have time oh, we got to time. rant for a little bit? Yeah. I have a huge beef with Pandora. Do you remember about a year ago or maybe two years ago? I, I can't remember, but Carrie Job was infiltrating oh, all of my pa yes. Pandora stations. Yes. And it, I mean, all of my Pandora stations, Carrie Job was all over them. And it, it frustrated the crap out of me because I do not enjoy Carrie Job. Some of you might, and that's your prerogative. Yeah. The new one who's infiltrating my Pandora stations, Lauren Daigle, oh, Daigle, whatever her name bagel. is. Bagel. Bagel. She is all over my Pandora. Like, get off my Pandora. There's right. no reason for you to be on my Lecrae station. And, you know... There's no reason for you to be on my Social Club Misfit station. Yeah. There's no. no reason for you to be on my Emory station. Go away. Why are you on my Emory station? She's showing up on my Cannibal Corpse station. I, what in the world <laughs> is happening? Well, I, it's funny that you should mention her because I didn't even think about adding the story in here. Oh, but, yeah, about but, her and Ellen. So she goes on Ellen, and uh, for those of you who have, been, who have been living under a rock, Ellen... Uh, is a is a lesbian. And what? Like, what? Dory's a Dory? lesbian? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell them that, that she's the voice of Dory on Fine and Emo, and it will like make their head spin. Right. But um, burning copies in their oh, front yeah, yard. Absolutely. Um. But Lauren Daigle went on. I just like saying Lauren Bagel. So I'm Lauren just going to continue Deagle. to call her that. So she goes on there and she performs on Ellen and uh, the Christian community flipped flipped out. I mean. God. So, but 
you know, I think she had a pretty respect, respectable answer to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kudos to you on that. However, I need you to step off my Pandora stations. Right. You are a very talented singer. Girl, you can wail. Get off my Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are the more accomplished in singing than I can ever imagine yep. to be. Yeah. Get off my Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, that being said, that being said, um, I'm listening to House of Heroes. Yeah, uh, Codename Raven. Codename Raven. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen to this one. Yep. Codename Raven. Yep. So they are from Columbus, Ohio. So oh, that's your that's your stomping ground. That's my stomping. My nieces probably dated them. Um. Uh. Well, I don't know. They're they're more of the two thousand. Well, yeah, they're early two thousands, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Maybe into the nineties, early two thousands, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my nieces probably dated them. <laughs> All right, what you got? What so, what are you listening to, so Blakely? I've been the past like three weeks. I have done songs from my my favorite bands, and what I would consider some of my favorite bands is if if you put out music that um, I can listen to every single album all the way through and thoroughly enjoy it. Lee Greenwood, um, yeah, Lee Greenwood all day long. Um, <laughs> God bless him. Um, I, I would consider that a, a favorite band of mine. Lee Greenwood? So, maybe. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> so, what you, right. what you described. Right. Gotcha. So, um, one week we did, uh, we did the Misfits. Misfits. Um, last week we did a day to remember. Day to remember. Um, so on to my third and probably all time favorite band, Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, Travis Barker is definitely my favorite drummer. Um, always has been. He is the reason that I really wanted to start playing drums. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the time that Lee Lee is the reason that I'm into into Blink One Eight Two. Okay. Um, so Lee gave me the very first cassette. Uh, no, this was a CD. Okay, this was a CD. Uh, it was Enema of the State. Uh, so it's got the nurse on the yeah. cover. I got in yeah. trouble because it had the nurse on the yeah. cover, <laughs> boobs hanging Some out, cleavage. Yeah. Um, but uh, you got in trouble for that? Oh yeah. but uh so but i listened to that album all the time all the way through love travis barker's drum and wanted to start playing drums because of him and then just everything they ever put out i loved even when tom DeLonge left and he went on to research aliens which we will get into that yes we will um a whole episode a whole episode just on tom DeLonge. whenever tom DeLonge left blink 182 um for good and they brought in matt skiba from Someone that I would consider pretty close to being one of my favorite bands, Alkaline Trio. Yeah. And I've done a song from them before yeah. on the show. 
um, it was still great. Um, yeah. They put out an album called California with him that was so good. Um, this song is from that album, so I'm not going back to classic okay. Blink, like right. everyone knows. This is yeah. this is something from the new album. In fact, it's on the deluxe. This is a deluxe song Ooh. on the deluxe edition um, called Six Eight. Ooh, is that the timing of the song? And it is the timing of the song. <laughs> Nice. Blink-182. Nice. Um, Travis Barker still got it. Uh, and you, I like hearing the arguments of timing. Oh, yeah. That 3, 4, and 6, 8 are the same. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably why they named it 6, 8. 6, 8. <laughs> yeah, just to, <laughs> just to make people mad. Um, but no, I love that one. Uh, that's So that's fairly new, Blink-182. I think they're working on putting out some new stuff. So that's not even what they've always been. You know, that's the new Blink-182. I remember good. one time we were, what song did we do in 6-8? Is uh, it uh Reckless Love. Reckless Love. Yeah. And I tried to make a joke with you and you thought I was like, you didn't get my joke because everyone, I, we were having a problem with something and, and the timing came up or whatever, yeah. and you say it's six eight. I'm like, well, isn't six eight just the same <laughs> yeah. thing as three four? And you're like, well, yeah. You start explaining it to me. I'm like, Blake, seriously? Like, I'm, because, I'm trying to make a joke because. So I don't oh, think yeah. you follow it anymore. No, but not anymore. But yeah. on Facebook, there's a page called Gear Talk Praise and Worship. Yeah. And whenever Reckless Love was at its peak, was when we were playing it a good bit. Yeah. Um, and there was so many arguments about what the timing was on that song. It was so funny and so many memes that people came yeah, out with. Yeah. Oh my Lord. It was so funny. Um, so anyway, anyway, reckless love <laughs> breakfast club of God. Yeah. So if you go on multitracks.com and yeah. look at the tracks, it's in six, eight. That's right. So suck it. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to our boy Dustin. Dustin, Dustin Tower. We, saw him. What's we up? saw him. We saw him last week. Yeah, he's been listening to the podcast. He actually wants us to do that uh, uh, a podcast on the Kandahar Giant. Yeah, which we're gonna watch some YouTube videos yep. and and uh, discuss. We're, we're gonna discuss it for you, Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, we don't have any reviews this week, so uh, go go on our um. You can go on our Facebook. You can go on whatever. Uh, preferably on Apple Podcasts because yes, please. those those that's are really make, where it counts. That's how we make money, right? So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave a review, preferably a five star one if you so desire. Um, and if you don't, then you're a sinner. Um, but leave a review and tell people how much you like the show and how it's changed your life and it's bettered your relationship with Christ. Right. Um, and your wife. And your wife. Yeah. And then you can, you know, you, you're like, 
you're knocking her up and and it's just we're <laughs> we're doing amazing things out is here. Is that news or is no, Allie pregnant? No, Allie's oh, not. Oh, that's pregnant. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's not. You heard pregnant. it here first. <laughs> Um, She's due next week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh been married a month. Oh. <laughs> Crap. Oh. Whoops. Right. How'd that um, happen, Dad? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are available on Apple Podcasts, like we just mentioned. Spotify. Do you, you, you oh. want a beatbox? <laughs> yep. All right. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast. Podcast, podcast, pocket cast, radio public. So we're on a bunch of crap. Please go listen, leave a rating, leave a review. You can also follow us on the Instagram. That's at Not Religious Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Not Religious Podcast. And if you have a show suggestion, a song suggestion, a topic uh, that you want to discuss, if you want to just argue something with us, Please send us an email. That's notreligiouspod at gmail.com. I didn't know Woo. when you're I had like four endings there. No, that's that was it. That's, that's okay. That was that was where I was gonna call it quick. Words. So, I need to get Beck on here to beatbox. To beatbox? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Um anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Thanks, George W. Bush, for that lovely intro. That thank was very you. sweet Thanks, of you. Dubs. Um, yep, you you're you're uh you're uh you're you're a true hero. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh man, I've been listening to some 911 stuff yeah. and uh about him. It's, yeah. It's, oh it's boy. Pretty great. Cannot oh, wait to do some some conspiracy Can't theories. Wait. All right, thanks All right. guys. Be nice to one another. Deuces. <laughs>